0: For just a few moments, I want to uh, preach on the subject that you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, I'll be reading from the NIV version this morning. Would you look at your neighbor and say, you are the salt of the earth. Uh, We're going to say that together. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? The King James says "If the salt has lost its savor. He knows that uh, food is savory when it's salty, not when it's sweet, but when it's salty. So if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. I preached this message way back in 2014. I keep everything. I mean, I keep everything. I have the exact uh, uh, scriptures that I use, all those kinds of things. And I went back and I looked and I saw that I had given everybody a packet of salt. I, I, I'm not going to ask who still has that packet of salt because I'm thinking <laughs> it would have been a out by now. But as we look at this scripture, It is a very powerful scripture. As a matter of fact, it is contained at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. As Jesus is delivering this radical information, this radical teaching, he is describing to the people what it means to truly follow after him. It is transforming. It is, uh, how many have watched The Chosen as he uh, delivered that message? It is a transforming message that we cannot be like the world, that we cannot uh, be uh, worldly and do what Jesus has called us to do. And so he is describing some of those traits, some of the, the meekness in the, be seekers of the Lord and, and seekers of his righteousness and all of those kinds of things. And he comes near to the end of that and he says, you are the salt of the earth. And we see this and, and what he's laid out is that these are principles and standards for us to live by and he's relaying what it means to be a part of his kingdom. The song we sing today is that I might see your kingdom come. And that's what Jesus is relaying to his followers. We will not only see the kingdom of God come when we go to heaven, but Jesus said that the kingdom should be here. He said pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. You see, there are some things that we must do. There are some ways that we must live. And that is what Jesus is explaining here. He's giving an everyday illustration, something that they can relate to. You're the salt of the earth. It is a symbolic comparison, what we call a metaphor. We cannot, we are not physically salt, though our, how many knows our bodies contain salt? And without the proper amount, we're in bad shape. If we have too much, you might have a heart attack. If you have too little, you might have a heart attack. You see, there is a balance that must uh, even be maintained, and salt is important in our everyday life. At Jesus' time, it was an extremely important and valuable material, a mineral. It was so important that the Roman soldiers of Jesus' day were often paid in salt. That's where they get the phrase that simply says that he's worth his salt. How many have heard that said before? It speaks of the character of a person. They're worthy, they're worth their salt as a matter of fact even the english word salary comes from the word original word salt you see salt was valuable historically and it is valuable today and jesus said you look at your neighbor and say you are the salt of the earth if salt was valuable then and is valuable now What does that tell us? Is that you are valuable to the kingdom of God. Now, I know I stress that a lot. But I do that because it is a point that the enemy tries to mess with your mind. How many can preach this? How many can testify this? To tell you that you have no value. That you are not worth anything. That no one cares about you that you cannot make it there. And I'm preaching this morning. Is that not what the enemy comes to you? And he says, you don't have any value. Who are you? Do you remember when you did this? Or did you remember when you did that? And here Jesus comes to tell them that you are valuable to the kingdom of God. You are an essential thing to the kingdom of God. See this. With me, because it sounds different when I say you are the salt of the earth versus I am the salt of the earth. I want you to say that. Say it about yourself. I am the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. There's a responsibility behind being the salt of the earth. Can I get an amen this morning? there's a responsibility behind being a christian if the world cannot tell the difference between you and them you probably need to go back to the altar yeah i said that you see there ought to be a difference between the way that we live versus the way that the world lives our values ought to be different the way we walk the way we live the way we talk the way we deal with people, the way we spend our money. We ought to be different. Can I get an amen? You see, we are the salt. Say it with me again. I am the salt of the earth. That seems strange to us. Almost feels like you're boasting. But why is it so strange? Because we have allowed the devil... To tell us that we don't matter. That that we'll never make a difference. That we're not good for anything. But I'm here to tell you this morning that that is not true. Many of us have believed that lie of the enemy. And therefore we have an identity crisis. The kingdom of God, many people in it have an identity crisis. You're a child of the King. You're the apple of his eye. You are the prize of the king. He desires that you be in relationship with him. So you are the salt of the earth. Valuable to the kingdom. And whenever uh, the enemy comes to us, he tries to give us an identity crisis, just like he did Jesus when he went into the wilderness. What did he tell? If you're the son of God. What if? Here he is, the Son of God. The the Holy Spirit has already come down upon him at his uh, baptism, and the Father has already spoken, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And The devil has the nerve to say, if you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. Can I tell you, that the devil has no more right to question your identity as a child of God than he does Jesus. For you are the salt of the earth, a child of the king, one of his favored ones, as Kelly preached about last week, right? And so we're important to the kingdom of God, infinitely valuable. Pastor, I don't feel valuable. It's not about what you feel. It's about what you are. Let us your neighbor and say you're the salt of the earth. You see, you are valuable because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You are valuable because you were created in his image and his likeness. You are uniquely gifted and divinely appointed. Therefore, you have value to the kingdom of God. Jesus himself went to the cross to pay for your sin. Therefore, you are valuable to the kingdom of God. Or otherwise, he would not have done it. The enemy wants to give you an identity crisis so that you don't attempt to do anything that God has called you to do. You don't attempt to strive. You don't attempt to start a ministry. You don't attempt to give. You don't attempt to do anything that God's called you to Because you don't feel like you matter, would your neighbor say you're valuable to the kingdom? You're valuable to the kingdom of God. As we look at this, Jesus tells them, and He tells us, "You're the salt of the earth. Salt. It seasons. It flavors. It adds valuable." Influence favorable influences to the taste of food. It enhances. I mean, like mashed potatoes. If you didn't raise your hand, you lie you'd be in the house of God, if you don't. Like that. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I like mashed potatoes. but I wouldn't give you a nickel for some that don't have enough salt. in I won't eat them. And I'll get out my little salt shaker. I'll put some more salt on it. And then I'll taste it again. Mmm. Maybe not quite. Now, I like salt, and I don't have high blood pressure, so don't get get out of me. Alright? Your food needs to have enough salt in it. And the world needs you to be salt in it so that it is enhanced and that it is flavored by God. No wonder so many people were walking around in this world and they just got the molly grubs and they're down and they're out and it just looked like, you know, their face, they've been anointed with pickle juice and they're upset and they're mad all because we have not been the salt that we are called to be to enhance, to make it better where we are. Instead, sometimes we join The pity party. Don't don't join the pity party. Don't agree with the world that everything is bad. And hence, if I had a big plate of mashed potatoes sitting up here, here's a plate of mashed potatoes and I'm eating them. And these need salt. But I just keep eating them. And they need salt. What do I need to do? I need to reach for the salt. And I need to put it on. Why? Because salt permeates into whatever it is put upon. Hear me. I love you. But I'm going to say some stuff that might offend you a little bit. If all you ever do in your life is come to church, you're salt in a salt shaker. If you never witness outside of this house, you're salt in a salt shaker. If you never worship the Lord outside of this house, you're salt in a salt shaker. If you never bless somebody outside of this house, then you're salt in a salt shaker. And salt in a salt shaker never did salt my mashed potatoes. Shake it out. I oh, hope I didn't offend anybody, but if I did, maybe you needed it. See, you've got to be salt that is outside of the salt shaker. In order to make a difference, you must permeate the world. You cannot hunker in the bunker of the church house. You must get outside of the four walls, and you must preach the message of the gospel by your life. And I'll be so bold as to say a church that never goes outside the four walls of its building is nothing more than a social club. You see, we come here. There's a purpose for this house. And the purpose for that house is to get equipped to go outside of this place and let the world know about Jesus. We have to let him know He's good. We say that he's the salt, that he's the light. And he puts that character and that nature inside of us. And if we don't tell people about Jesus, we are hiding. The greatest news Does your neighbor say be the salt. If we enhance the flavor of this world. We change it for the better. And I tell you that salt is small, colorless. Odorless, but you notice it when it is missing. That's when you notice salt. When your mama fixes you something good to eat and it's got the salt already permeated into it, you don't say, Man, something's missing. But whenever they forget, happy ladies, men, you ever forget to put the salt in while you're cooking? And it takes a whole lot more later. As a matter of fact, most of the time it just will never be as good if the salt isn't put in while it's cooking. And you have to use a whole lot more. You see, salt is small, colorless, odorless, but it makes a difference. It is noticed when it is missing. Maybe. Maybe the world is seeking and searching for the salt of the earth, and we're not out there. We're not making a difference. If you are out there, God bless you. I appreciate what you're doing, but if you're not, I want to challenge you this morning. I want to step on your toes because I love you enough that I want you to fulfill what God has called you to do. Look at your name one more time. Say, Be the salt. Be the salt. Make a difference. Jesus' ministry, in his ministry, he mingled with the outcasts of society. He ate with sinners and publicans. He touched and healed the lepers. He made a difference everywhere he went. So we must ask ourselves, am I making an impact? Am I penetrating the world like salt does food? You see, salt is powerful. It doesn't take very much salt. A little salt goes a long way. Get out out your salt chain. I'm sorry if you already put it in your wallet or you already put it in there. Do you notice something about that salt packet? Number one, it is not the size of my hand. It is not huge. It is little because very little goes a long way. A little kindness. A little love. A little compassion. A little care. A little opportunity to tell what God has done for you. Am I getting my Point across this morning because sometimes we want to dump the whole salt shaker on somebody. Anybody ever went to at a restaurant wanted to dump this, get some salt on something, and somebody had tricked you and they had unloosed that top? and It'll well, never be good like that. But just the right amount will make it. they, they I getting hungry? I'm starting to get a little hungry. I had breakfast, but but you know, uh, just a little bit of salt will flavor it just right. A little love, a little compassion, a little nurturing, because salt is powerful. A little makes a big difference. And salt preserves. You you see, there's a tendency to look at this evil world, the moral decline, of i preaching this morning, to blame it on everything from Hollywood to Washington, D.C. We look for somebody else to blame for the failure of our government and the structure of the country. But can I tell you that the condition of our world cannot be blamed solely on sin and evil. It also can be blamed upon an absence of salt. Salt preserves. Salt keeps things from going bad. As a matter of fact, uh, you you can uh, put salt on meat that is starting to go bad and it will be okay for you to eat. You can do that. My grandpa, great-grandpa Harmon, had a a recipe for uh, a ham cured ham. He had a sugar-cured ham recipe, and a salt-cured ham recipe. Pen is the name of that kind of ham. It's still available in some places. But it was a preservative. You didn't have to take that ham and put it in the refrigerator because it was well-preserved because of the salt that was in it. You see, we can't blame the corruption of this world solely upon the world. Do they have a part? Yes. But we have a responsibility of preserving the world from evil. And Jesus' time fishermen would pack the fish in salt to keep them from rotting and decaying, from becoming bad. And I tell you, though this world is evil, though it is corrupt, though it is dark, it is nothing compared to what it would be without us as the salt being here. You see, and this world will experience that when we're caught up with the Lord and when we are uh, join those who have gone before and, and, and we are caught up into heaven to go to glory with Him forever and ever. That's what the Bible says. And then this world goes berserk. Crazy, corrupt, evilness in the end times. Because the children of God and the Holy Spirit is missing. Look your neighbor say you're preservative. Now tell them they look well preserved. Are we living holy lives? A preservative effect upon the world. Declaring right from wrong, or are we huddling up in our churches only talking about how bad the world is? You see, this is not a place to uh, to come and just talk about how bad the world is. It's a place to come, oh, I'm not saying it's good, it is evil. But it's a place to come together and to huddle up and say, we need a plan, we need a goal. How can we make a difference in our community? How can we reach out to them? How can we bless them? How can we do something uh, that will cause them to see Jesus Christ? That's what this message is about. Would your neighbors say, come out of the salt shake? What does salt do? It heals. It is like the healing touch of Jesus those who are hurting, we as the salt can touch them uh, through Jesus Christ physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Salt makes people thirsty. I mean, many of you really like country ham? I like some good country ham. But if I eat it in the morning, all day long, I got to have something to drink. Salt promotes thirst. It, we, as the salt, ought to cause people to be hungry and thirsty for Jesus. They should look at us and say, Man, there's something going on in their life. They're, they're a little bit different. Uh, they got a smile on their face. They, they, they seem to be doing well. Uh, they seem to be blessed, even though those things are kind of crazy all around them. And so we need to promote thirst thirst. A little salt here. A little salt there. And promote thirst. The Bible tells us that we are to hunger and to thirst after righteousness. We're to be that salt. People can tell if you have hope or not. They can tell if you have peace or not. And when they point out the difference, lead them to Jesus. A life that makes a difference. How can we enhance? How can we positively influence those around us? How can we be a preserving force in this world? How can we promote thirst for Christ? You see, this was not just a teaching by Jesus. It was an expectation for every one of his disciples. Can can I get on you? Pastor, you don't know my personality. Honestly, I don't care about your personality. Because shy people can be just as much a witness as bold people there's other shy people in the world. Go reach out to them. Go talk to them. Go be a, a, a little bit of salt in their life. We're, we're called here to make a difference. Jesus was, this was not a suggestion. It was a command. Be the salt. Be the salt. Look at your neighbor and say, be the salt. Are you salty? Are you salty? Now the world's changed the meaning of that that phrase. When they say, don't get salty with me, are you salty? They mean, are you mad at me? Are you mad at the world? But I'm asking, are you salty? Are you full of Christ? Are you full of his love? Are you full of his joy? Are you that preservative? Are you salting those around you, causing them to hunger for Christ? Am I making a difference? Or am I blending in with the world? Make a difference. Be full of salt. salty here too but we need to be salty in the world more than here because there's abundance of salt in this house so take that little salt packet with you and I want you to men put it in your wallet, women if you've got a wallet in your purse put it in there and not in the back of it where you'll never see it again Because I want to challenge us. This is a good church. It's a good church, full of good people. And can I say that there's no reason for this church not to grow? But I think sometimes the salt stay in here too much and not going out there. And so if we'll go be salty in the world, we'll draw people to Jesus. Even if they don't come here, it doesn't matter. If they go to the house of God somewhere that preaches the word and that believes that Jesus gave us life for us. Look at your neighbor one more time and stand with me and say, go be salty.